Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On the show this week, we have a returning guest, Kim Morris. You guys seem to love her on the last one. I'm sure this is not her last appearance on the Better Than Yesterday podcast. She will be back for sure. And then I also welcomed a new guest on the show, Taylor Williams. Taylor is a good friend from the gym. He is also the host of the Help a Brother Out podcast. So I will link that in the show notes so you guys can listen to that. This week, I wanted to do things a little bit differently. I wanted to not play host. I didn't want to have the, even though I was asking the questions, I still answered them in my own way as well. I didn't want to, didn't want to just sit down with two people and just kind of interview them. I wanted to have a conversation and just have a microphone in between us. So that's really what we did. And I'm so grateful that I have relationships like this, that I have people in my life who are open and honest and vulnerable and who are willing to do something like this. I know going on a podcast is probably pretty nerve wracking and I'm always in control. When I have the microphone, when I'm recording everything, I'm in control. So I haven't had that feeling where you're kind of not really sure what's next or you're not sure where the conversation's gonna go, but I'm just grateful, especially to everyone who's come on the show so far, everyone who's just shared about themselves, been open and honest, I'm just so grateful to be able to have conversations like this. So I don't need to introduce any more of this episode. Uh, Honestly, this is just one of the cool conversations that I get to have on a weekly basis. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. joined by two special people today we have taylor williams and we have kim morris making her return back to the podcast hey thanks for being here guys thanks for having me happy to be here can you feel special i feel special okay yeah you guys always make me feel special (laughs) i mean the last podcast we did together was really well received and um (laughs) no it really was and i think both of us were honest we were ourselves you a little bit more than me but i think it definitely made for a special episode I'm always a little bit too honest. I'm always a little bit... I always overshare, so... Well, like, people want honesty, right? So. Yeah, they want it until... <laughs> until they're offended by it. <laughs> well, that's their fault. Yeah. I don't... Well, I don't think... When people get offended by stuff, I think it makes them insecure about themselves. It's not... It doesn't have anything to do with you. It's like, oh, they look at Kim and say oh, maybe I could be doing that. Like, maybe I could be more open. Maybe I could be more vulnerable, yeah. and I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Very true. The biggest true. way to get someone mad at you is to not tell a lie, tell the truth. <laughs> Put a mirror at them, and they get really mad. Yeah. I think you get you definitely get pissed off at other people when they tell you something that's true about you, and you you don't want to hear that it's thing. It's true. You haven't acknowledged <laughs> it yet. Yeah, yeah. People get really mad at that. They're mad at me for that all the time. Yeah. When I told them something and they haven't acknowledged it yet themselves. Oh. All right. So I wanted to just dive into some <clears throat> topics. I really want to make this vulnerable. I want to make it a deep conversation. I th- I haven't done anything like this before, but definitely the Aubrey Marcus podcast. I'll link that in the show notes. But they basically just scared, shared some of their fears, some of their triumphs, their victories. And I think it'd be cool to just share that with you guys. Yeah. Definitely. That was a really, really great podcast. Um, everybody should listen to that podcast. It was a really good one. Did you hear? Which one? The one where he, uh, Aubrey Marcus, Eric Godsey, and 
Caitlin all went over their their year their year. Their year? Their yeah, year. it's like the highlight of their years and the, like uh, the lowest part of their year. And like literally we're crying and... Oh no, I haven't heard that, but I love that stuff. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was so moving. Yeah. Alright, so we're just going to dive right in. Uh, what scares you the most in life? And I figured we'll just go, like, you can share, Kim, you can share, and then Taylor can share, and I'll share mine. Well, what scares me the most? Yeah. The most. Something happening to my kids. That scares me the most. Mm-hmm. Pedophile scares me. <laughs> All yeah. that stuff scares me. The internet scares me with my kids. Ever, you know, being a mom that or a parent, that is the most fearful thing. You know, the most thing you fear. Um, <coughs> I fear other things too, but that's the most thing I fear. Okay. Um, what scares me the most? Uh, probably losing passion or interest in anything. Like waking up one morning and and not wanting to keep going. Because, like, most of my life uh, is, I'm a pretty passionate person. Like, I care about stuff. So, thinking about, like, waking up one morning and, and, and not having the drive to keep going and keep doing the things that I'm doing. Has that happened to you before, though? Have you ever <coughs> been really into something and passionate about something and then lost passionate but found something else to fill that void? Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, transfers over. And I think yeah. that, um, like, fitness, like, I, I do love working out. But, like I say all the time, like, I'm not, like, super, like, freak into it. Uh, it's just an excuse to like really share things with other people, you know. So like, I I invest in people more than I ever do in in their own fitness. So like, if I ever woke up one morning, that that's like that's like the last straw for me, you know. Like if I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, you know what, I've been I've been scorned enough by people that I no longer care about them more than I care about myself, then that's probably what scares me the most. Okay. That like I will I will give up hope in other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people do that every day, and that's what happens. Yeah. Like those are the those are the biggest negativities in the world is because people have given up hope in other people, and they now put a whole group of people into a box. Yeah. yeah, and I think as a coach, like you, like having that passion towards yeah. other people, because you kind of you set out with the intention that I'm not going to care about my own fitness as much right. as I'm going to put into you. Exactly. So like, I have I've definitely like become less fit even though like I spent all my hours in, in a gym like <laughs> after helping other people do stuff and then like I have their room in my brain and then like having other work to do like that's I this is the least amount of time that I ever spent just working out by myself you know because like them I see I see countless people working out together all day and then like I'm by myself and I like I don't want to just hit the same workout solo you know it's not the same yeah so yeah waking up one day and then just being like man I don't I don't feel like doing this anymore it's, it's terrifying to me that people do that or like just yeah. becoming complacent I guess is an easier way to put it yeah. complacent. Mm-hmm. I think for me it boils down to doing all this stuff and and like not getting a result out of it even though I've already <laughs> identified that I have gotten the results that I want to like I'm getting messages from people saying they appreciate what I'm doing or I'm helping them on their journey. I had someone from high school reach out to me who said he quit his job because he was getting so much anxiety. That's awesome. And, like, that's... Rewarding. Yeah, that's super rewarding. It's rewarding more than anything I can ever get financially or, I think, just in a in a sense where society values the a, reward, a bigger house, a bigger, a nicer car. But I think just doing all this and then... Yeah. And then it not being 
worth it. So what what defines like worth it to you? Do you like do you put worth it as like a tangible thing or 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 do you feel that you get uh more of like a, I don't know a drive inside of you from the intangible like if you if someone was to come to you tomorrow and offer you a paycheck for this but you feel like you would reach um, people that wouldn't be as impacted by it or if you keep getting like the ones and twos of people that are like hey you really impacted me and like this made a change in my life like where would you what what would tip the scale more that's like, a great question yeah I think right now it would be like selfishly it would be the paycheck right now and I like I don't want that to be my answer but it's like I don't think that really is your answer though but 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 besides that I don't think I, I mean I, I know think that, that you... is his answer because like that could be your answer and it's not a bad thing because like then you can reach more people and yeah. then like even if it's not like the same engagement level like ratios before like you go from reaching one out of ten to reaching like now ten out of five hundred or four hundred. Yeah. yeah. You know? But knowing Angelo, I don't think he would be happy after he got the paycheck. Like yeah. he'd get the paycheck and then he's not really impacting anyone. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you'd be happy with that at all. Obviously. You quit your job when you <laughs> like Yeah. I think when you don't have it though, like it makes a difference going from having not having it to having it. And then you can always go back. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I want to say, yeah, like, I'd rather get one message a week from somebody and know I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. But it's like having that decision to make. Like, I don't know where you draw that line. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, it's it's like when I hear you say that, um, one of my buddies always says to me, like, yo, like, when you set goals, the goal should be the end of the story. You know, they should be a byproduct and they're just a connection to something else. Because, like, why am I weightlifting if, like, I only... We talked about it last week. If I only want to hit this number. You don't yeah. want to hit two kilos above that? You know, like, you don't want to... Why am I going to this course to learn about weightlifting? You know, like, just so that I can get a job. Like, no, it's so that I can impact other people and then continue on that journey. So, like, if you set, if you set the result and, like, that's a finite thing, then it will always be the end of the story. But if you said, like, hey, like, I want to be able to do this because... So when you get the, the reward out of it, um, it keeps going, you know? So, like... Yeah. I think that's why we all love weightlifting. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to Mike about it last night, and I'm like, I am i can't wait to snatch 45 and clean and jerk 60. And then I'm like, wait, once I do that, I'm going to want 55 and I'm going to want 70. Yeah, like, yeah, what the... Yeah, you know? yeah. So. I mean, it's like when Joe's there, you know, when Joe's going for that heavy lift, like no matter what he hits, when he hits the lift. He loves like, that one kilo PR. I always yell out, 100, you know, like now it's time to go up. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's always that time. Like, you should always be looking forward. Yeah. I think you should be looking forward, but also, like, acknowledge where you're at today. Wait, right. so what are you saying, Taylor, about goals then? When you're setting a goal. When you're setting a goal, like, if you set the goal, like, I'll be happy with this and I'll stop uh, there, then that's, then that's, like, a bad goal, like. Well, you should never say, I'll be happy if I reach yeah. this. Yeah. Like, you have to be happy and then hit the goal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, when I when I wanted to become a head coach at the gym, like, it wasn't just like, hey, I just want to do this and then I'll be good. You know, it was like, the reward for hard work was hard work, so like, it was more work, so like, I became that. It's like, okay, now I need to move the meter forward. So set a goal. Right, so you can set a goal and it be a, and then a finite thing for... But no, it should keep growing. Because right, if, it should if, keep growing. Right. If I just became the coach and stopped right there, then like you know the members probably fail. aren't yeah, going to yeah. get a lot out of me. Right. You know? 
Yeah, but like you should appreciate right now that hey, you've accomplished that. You set out to be a head coach. Yeah. And that doesn't stop you from wanting to be a better coach yeah, or yeah. move on to some somewhere bigger eventually. But like knowing that you're not going to be happy once you reach a certain certain point, you're not going to say, "Oh, I want to stop now." You shouldn't have your happiness tied up in the end goal. You should have yes. it tied up in the you know the mission to get there. Yeah, but I think like the biggest thing I've realized is like you have to. It's the relationships that help you get there. Yeah, like I care less about the goal, honestly. Right. And like in weightlifting, if I go back to to last year, like I wanted these numbers and that's all I cared about. I didn't I didn't care about talking to people in the gym. We know. <laughs> <laughs> shot, shot. <laughs> but really, like I didn't care if you were having a bad day because I'm focused on this. And then when I talked to Brett last week, it's like he's staring at a kid with no legs at the crosswalk who's smiling at him and it's like you're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. And I like almost in the gym, like instantly I shifted my perspective that it's like, no, like I have great people around me right now. And all I have to do is Converse. like, yeah, look, yeah. like look for it. Yeah. People become invested in you, you know? Yeah. And then you feel like, it's like I was saying on the podcast last week, like when you or you walk in a room, like the energy level goes up and it's not just like the positivity level. It's like we've added to the collective energy right. you know, mm-hmm. of the room. Like it's, it's now, it was one thing and now it's something else. I didn't know? even know that about myself. Kelly, Kelly's husband told me that at the holiday party a couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago when we were at the holiday party, he walked in and he goes, I know that you're Kim. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, because she, because Kelly told me that you, you see the girl with the long hair, she'll have a big smile on her face yeah. and she'll have, you know, all this energy. And I was yeah. like, oh, be conscious, thanks. Be conscious of your energy. Yeah. I was, I like, like, have no idea. It's just me. You're it's just what I do. Somebody. It's not something that you can try to have, though. Yeah. Like, the more you try to have that positive energy, I think the more people can feel that it's not real. Right. Like, when you're 100% you, and you're <laughs> saying dumb shit, and, <laughs> and you're laughing, but, like, people people pick up on that. Yeah. But it's not like, you can't be like, all right, I'm going to have a... I'm gonna have a day where I have great energy. I'm gonna lighten right. up the room. It's like no, I don't. no, That's you're just, just yourself. Yeah, yeah. You walk in and people can feel that. So yeah. you're saying you don't like write jokes down before you come in? No, 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 no. no, no I don't. Should I do that? Should yeah, I start doing yeah, that? No, do that. I'd be fake. Do that. <laughs> I think Ryan does though. <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna listen to this anyway. Or tells the same joke over and over again. That's for fine. Like, I do that too. Yeah. It's that's a coach thing. <laughs> like, I only got so many jokes in me, guys. I'm like Ryan, you said that last week. Oh, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, what's one thing you can't live without in life? Oh, man. oh can we go to Taylor first? I gotta uh, think about this. <laughs> yeah, ah, shit. One thing I can't live without. Like, are we talking about? Oh, that's a really hard question. Like, um, like I'm I'm a parent, so of course you'd say your kids, but like. Is that what you mean when you ask that question? I mean, it I mean, can be it can be physical, but it also could be something intangible. I think as well. Right, it's that's like what I was wondering. It's like however you determine it. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind as a parent is my kids. I can't mm-hmm. live without my kids. Yeah. Um. And that's not deep at all. Sorry. I, Ta- I know Taylor's gonna pull out some shit. Nah, I don't really have anything like. Uh... Love. None of us can live without love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, cause, yeah. I was, yeah. Love's a good one because like. Imagine living your whole life without love. 
Yeah. Your whole entire life, and people do. Because like when you, when you asked like what are you most afraid of, like that took me to like like what are you most like scared of like happening, uh, like dying alone is like my yeah. other biggest fear. You know. So. Are you scared of dying or are you scared of just dying alone? Uh, like, a little I'm bit not... of both. Like I'm not really scared of dying. Yeah, me either. But yeah. like I'm scared of dying alone more. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like goes coincides with Angela's question uh, answer like um, of living and kind of not succeeding. And I would, like, put success in, like, that you have a good circle of people. Mm -hmm. So to, like, die without people around you that, like, you know, that's, that's, so, like, yeah, love. Like, people, people that appreciate me. That's what I couldn't live without. Yeah. Or the people you appreciate as well. Or you loving as well. Yeah. I think I, I agree with that. Like, when I was first thinking of the question, I thought of something more, like, intangible, like, improvement. I think, like... I can't live without, yeah, without some sort of knowing that I'm, what I'm doing today is like the right thing to do. Yeah. Where that's not, like, I don't know if that's the best answer where it's like, oh, I couldn't live without a car, but like, and I think it ties back into love. Like, are you improving in your relationships? Are you connecting with people? Right. Yeah, I like, I like that question. Because yeah, you can definitely take that both it's ways. It's hard, too. It's like, what couldn't you live without? Because it's like, I mean, honestly, like, I really I couldn't live without, like, my cell phone, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 like, <laughs> know. like, on, a, on another, like, level, it's like, yeah. Like, you could live without your cell phone. You actually did at one point. You could live without it. I, those were scary times. <laughs> <laughs> you had the beeper? Yeah, your uh, pager went off? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, wait, no. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what year were you born, Taylor? 91. All right, so we're 11 years apart. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, my brother had the beeper. I had a beeper. I had a pager. No, I used to pretend that I, like, I used it around the house. But yeah, no. yeah. We had pay phones. Like, I literally had to, like, I remember getting my first car. I was 16. It was 1996. And I'm like, I, you literally had to pull up to a pay phone and, like, Angel, call somebody. Have you used a pay phone before? <laughs> no. I, I think one time. <laughs> they don't even have them anymore. They have some. I have not seen one in years. Very infrequent, but yeah. Maybe I mean, they're always in movies, though. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. you kill somebody, it's yeah. like there's always True. a payphone yeah. somewhere. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> you could live without your cell phone. Yeah, but I wouldn't, like, want to. Yeah, you wouldn't want to, but you could yeah. live without it. Like, you actually can live without it. You can't live without love and loving people, but you could live without your cell phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah and right. if you had kids, like, you wouldn't want to live without your kids. You're right. Technically, you could, but you wouldn't want to. All right, let's go to... A little bit of a deeper one. What's the thing that you're most proud of in life? I mean, I keep going right. I mean, oh, okay. Without saying like my kids, because I am, you know, um, I haven't told a lot of people this. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> so I mean, like, like maybe like Colleen knows my 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 close friend Colleen, but um, I was um. My mom will listen to this. So anyway, my mom, my mom literally smoked crack for 20 years. And um, I'm going to cry. It's fine, man. I love crying. <laughs> and I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah. Anyway, my dad was an alcoholic, but like an awesome alcoholic. Like, like, he, like, I shouldn't say an awesome alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. He has 25 years sober now, but like he's my best friend now. But growing up, he... Um, we hung out in bars. We played the crane machine. We knew all the locals at the bar on the weekends, like when we were with my dad. Anyway, I come from a long line of seamstresses and like um, elevator operators, so nobody has a degree in my family. 
So I was determined to like be the person who got their first degree. Yeah. So my little brother beat me to it by a year. But um, <laughs> so anyway, my bachelor's degree. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really proud of that. And it's, to somebody else, that would be like nothing. But No, no I don't no. think that's nothing to anybody. Not at all. Um, and I think that's, I hate that, that we've, become a society that do that that like things that we're proud of like you know we put it aside like oh that's nothing to somebody else like yeah well then their big thing is nothing to somebody else i so, know like, so like we should all just like appreciate it and like neither of us were like oh that's dumb and like, i if know you told that story to someone else they're not gonna say no that's dumb it's just but what if this. i what if i just said my bachelor's degree like once you hear my backstory like i literally walked to the corner store with food stamps like my mom was on welfare for 20 still, years like we had nothing still i mean like think about it in the sense of like if we were in a room right now and if you told that story or if you just said my bachelor's degree if we asked that yeah people would clap for you and the person that was acting like an asshole they would be ostracized not you right right you know like so we never think about it until we get into that yeah. sense well you should always be in the group the room full of people that are clapping for you and not yeah you yeah, know. yeah yeah but I remember, Mike, it came in the mail, and it took me forever to get my bachelor's degree. I got my associate's degree first, and that took me a long time. I didn't get my associate's until I was 26. And then I just recently got my bachelor's, like, two years ago. It came in the mail from Drexel, because I took, like, one class at a time. I have three kids. Like, I've been with Mike since I was – I've been married since I was 21. And he framed it and hung it on the wall, and I was like, framed my bachelor's degree and put it on the wall? And he's like, I am so fucking proud of this. Yeah. Like, he, like, because he, you know, he knows. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I should be proud of this. Like, yeah. what? That's awesome. Anyway, that's what I'm proud of. Uh, for me, um, like mine's kind of similar, man. Like in high school, growing up, I was not this person. Like I was, I, I did it. My first time ever running a mile was when I did uh, Murph six years ago. Oh, I saw Big T. At a did you see Big T? I didn't see Big <laughs> T. So yeah, I was 265 pounds at my heaviest in high school. Wow. Uh, I never worked out. I played sports just because, like, my friends did, you know, uh, around my sophomore, junior year. I started smoking weed, like, my sophomore year. My junior year, I started getting into other drugs just because that's, like, like what kids were doing. And, like... Wait, where did you grow up? What high school? Happy Little Horsham. Oh, okay. I was thinking Chicago, but no. You... No, we had moved here uh, in uh, elementary school, middle school, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Before... I went. I lived in like Ben Salem or, or Levittown actually for like a year before we moved to Apple Horsham when we moved here. But yeah, so I started doing drugs like heavier drugs. Like my junior senior year of high school, I quit playing sports. Um, I used to be in all honors classes. I was like on the verge of failing out of high school, and I graduated from there my senior year. Like I had like a, a forty two in English class, and I just happened to get an A on the final just because I was like a smart kid. I just had to pass the final to graduate. Um, I had no plans after high school, had no idea what I was going to do, uh, lost connection with like most of my friends besides all the bad ones. Um, and then three, five, ten years later, a lot of like my old friend group that I run back, or that I used to run with, like a lot of them are dead or in jail, um, or just like really bad people right now. And to look out on the other side of it and to not only be like alive and have never been to jail be like someone that's like somewhat respected and like the leader of a community is like it's I, I, I'm like that's really weird and then like my other biggest fear is that like do I deserve to be here you know so that's my, my proudest accomplishment like making it out and then sticking with it and keep going and you know inspiring other people yes yeah. you definitely deserve th- to be here I think you're even minimizing that though yeah like saying you're somewhat respected like yeah, it's, it's being hard. a coach, that's 
a fucking responsibility. Yeah. Like to it's it's like it has nothing to do with CrossFit. People could you can go to any CrossFit gym yeah. in America, you do the wad and it's it it doesn't matter. But like you have a responsibility when those people walk in the door. That's that, a big responsibility. This is going to yeah. be the best. I want this to be the best hour of your day. Yeah. I could care less how much you snatch, how much you how fast you run the mile, but it's like motivating. Can you can, can yeah, can you can you go back to that person who you were when you were 16 and can you change that path? Yeah. Like you have that ability to do that. Yeah. I mean, like the thing that I think got me this job of like because I coach like 20 hours a week there. Um, that's just the regular classes. I run a team camp too. So like uh, when I met with Wayne, the owner, the thing that got the job for me really was that like he asked me like, like what do you want to do? Why, why are you looking for this job? And I was like, I'm looking for somewhere where I can help like create a culture you know, mm-hmm. like and, and, and move that culture forward. Um, I mean, like I, I went over at Westchester, you know, like I don't really care who you are, like, like anything about you, you know, like we should all be together, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm about establishing bonds and, like, introducing people to other people and then, like, us yeah. all growing together, you know. Have you ever gone into a gym with a really shitty coach? Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. It's a tough job, but, like, do they know they're shitty? You know, I don't know. <laughs> but it's a tough job. Like, there, I've been to a, a lot of gyms in the last, like, three years, and I will say it's a, it's a tough thing. Like, when you walk in and you have a shitty coach, it's like, ugh. Yeah. But if you, have, you walk in and somebody motivates you and can, like, just... It's, it's pull that all out of you. It's, it's pretty hard awesome. over there too because it's like I'm trying to balance like mm-hmm. running good classes. One, um, like bring some organization over there. Um, two, making people that want to get better, helping them improve, and then the people that are there to work out, like giving them a good hour. You yeah, know? you know, like so that's it's all hard. Those, all those things. It's, I think that's particularly hard in CrossFit. Yeah, like if you just go to a strength and conditioning gym, but in CrossFit you have like people that are really, 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 really into it. Yeah. And then you have people that are beginning. So and like, you have the people in the middle, and you have to like bring that all together. That's but more tough. than just that, because then like I have some like fifteen and seventeen year olds that are like, some of them are high level athletes now, and they need they need what a high level athlete needs. And then some of them are like people that play sports, but like they they're not the high level people. So like they need kind of similar things, but also very different. And then I have people there that are in their forties and fifties that like. They pay for their memberships, you know. They're yeah. kind of the bread behind the gym, and like they're kind of there for a reason. Um, and it's not necessarily to like help me make them better at double unders or to get them muscle right. ups, you know. So, so can you help me do a muscle up? <laughs> can you seriously? Can we practice that next week at the gym? Sorry. Okay. Side note. <laughs> Side note. Side note. Sorry. No, we we are not doing that in a weightlifting. <laughs> no, we are not. We will do no kipping muscle ups. No That's what I, I need to learn. That I see it. And I'm like, and I saw your slow mo, and I was like, I want to do that. All right, sorry. They're gonna teach me next week. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo, on to you, man. I think for me, like honestly, doing all the stuff I'm doing right now is like, <laughs> like I'm really proud of the person I've become. Yeah, man. Like. So- me too. I've done a total 180 since last year. Yeah, it, but like even like if I think back to who I was in college, like I always kept to myself. I didn't talk to anybody. Like, and I was always the person who would. Why? Why weren't you we talking to anyone? I I was just oh, sorry. It's my fine. dog. It's fine. I always was introverted. So like I thought that I don't have to do any of this work. 
And I think when I, when I start to look at it now, it's like, like I'm finding my voice, but it's also giving other people a voice as well. Yeah. I mean, putting yourself out there is hard. Like we talk about that all the time. Like even when I'm posting something that's like small, I like, it takes me like 10 minutes and like, I'm a pretty outgoing person. Like I posted a graphic today and like, I, I am hard on myself and like, it, it took me like 10 minutes to be like, Hey, just post this. Like people are going to like think it looks good people are going to like it and like then when you get the excitement back like still now I feel like do they really like that? You know, <laughs> you know like one of those things like putting yourself out there is hard like like for outgoing person for a shy person you know like it's rough especially in the world we live in today. Yeah. But I think it also goes back to what we were talking about Kim on the last one where it's like is it that hard? It, like yeah. do we just it's like different. all of these are lies inside your head but yeah, like exactly that it like yeah you might think it's hard and the first time you do it you're going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to turn out the way you want but like that's all overthinking it's not that hard to just press record and release it on iTunes I anyone know. can do that yeah. but it's like how do you how do you find that in yourself like pulling that out of yourself is hard but the physical act of doing stuff i don't think is as hard as we seem yeah like make it out to be it, it's like uh, uh, Ryan's talking about at the gym. We won't even have to say people, but like some people need like that push of like, hey, like let's go, you know, like that had that harder hand. Some people like you. Have That's to, me. You have to be like, all right, <laughs> it, was, it was okay, you know, we'll come back to it, like and we'll hit it, just relax for a second. Um, so everyone's different in the sense of like putting themselves out there. For some people, it's like, all right, I'm gonna rip the bandaid off, put myself out there. For some people, it's like I'm gonna make an Instagram today. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just that small I'm thing. Make this graphic. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like just, just I'm gonna do this one small step and then keep going on there. Yeah, and I think you can't judge anyone who's on that journey. Like yeah. for some, 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 like one of the guys who reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, or like last week, was saying he was thinking about starting a podcast, starting like doing stuff within strength and conditioning, and he made an Instagram. And, like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. Like, oh. for him, where he's at in his journey, that might be the most brave thing that he's ever done, which yeah. I think is awesome. Like, for me, making an Instagram at this point isn't hard. But for somebody else who's who's at step one, it's, like, it's it goes back to societal norms. Like, mm-hmm. like what do we think we should be doing? Like, we, we see everyone who has 100,000 followers and we think we should be at that level when when we're not. We haven't put that work in. Right. All right. This one's going to be a tough one. <laughs> oh, great. I already cried. Am I going to cry again? The big, Is it going to be a tough one like you're going to like I'm going to cry? I don't know. What's the biggest lie that you tell yourself? No. I think Taylor has an answer for this right away, so I think we should go to Taylor. Me? No, you, I know you do. You're on. What's the biggest lie that I tell myself or that we tell ourselves? Is Can I generalize yeah, this? Yeah, you can generalize it. Um, I think it's what Taylor said earlier about people. A lot of people will equate happiness to a certain outcome. And I think that's the biggest lie that we generally tell ourselves that like okay if I snatch like like I just said if I snatch 45 kilos I'm gonna be happy but I'm not I'm gonna want 55 like so it's like um 
that's the biggest and that goes with anything if i get this job i'm going to be happy if i get this house i'm going to be oh my gosh we put this bin in on this house if we get this house we're going to be happy yeah it's going to change so yeah it's going to you know and i said this about this house six years ago now i'm like can we sell this house like (laughs) (laughs) now i'm like ready to like get a small little townhouse yeah not that this is big but uh the biggest lie i tell myself is uh that i don't care about things and then and then I don't I don't Oh I know that you're like that, Taylor. And, I and, uh, No, probably yes. not probably not in the way you're thinking. Oh. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about like like uh either in weightlifting or if I'm coaching, like both of those, like so in weightlifting it's like if I don't hit this number or if my if I'm not getting better, if I'm not getting stronger, uh, I'm not really invested, I don't care, you know. So then it, it, it But you me, do care. It gives me like a shield that like yes. when I do fail. Oh. That like that like oh it's whatever because I didn't care you know yeah it's reverse psychology both ways like I didn't succeed because I didn't care and then when I didn't succeed like I just act like I didn't care so like it it doesn't matter you know right but like I do care you know and I I should emotionally invest myself and have the the verbiage and language both outward and inward and then you know things would probably go differently and then like if I'm coaching a class and people aren't listening to what's going (laughs) on. If people aren't succeeding in that class, or if people are moving poorly, like oh, I don't really care that much. Um, I don't have to have everyone do things perfectly, and it's like, but no, you do care. So do it right and figure out the way to 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 um, communicate it with them. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's definitely probably the biggest lie that I tell myself, and I think I've had a, a big change over the past like two three weeks that like I don't I don't uh, lie to myself like that anymore. And I emotionally invest. Kim over here is thinking that I meant like uh, <laughs> I don't care about certain people and things. I, I say that jokingly more. I do. I mean, you are correct. Then I guess like I do. I do care. You about You do them. pretend like you. And there's certain people that if I, 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 I guess I give off an air like um, they're replaceable. But there's certain people in my life that aren't replaceable. Right. That that you are uh, getting at right now. Right. Do or th- oh, sorry. Do you think it's easier not to care than to yeah, actually, obviously. like... It's easier to not care, yeah. yeah. Um, on, the, on, the, on the front end, on the back end, it's not easier. Because then when you're you're not processing the emotions there, you're not invested, then later on I'm sitting around, like, just racking my brain. Like, like why did this happen? Why did this not happen? You know, why am like... Like, why would... I wonder if everyone else knew that I care. You know, stuff like that. Like, what if I'm just, like... like Hey, I'm, I'm locked in. I care about this. I want this to happen. I want this to go well. You know, I'm gonna put the time and the effort in to make it go well. Then, then things go go good. Spin around. I don't think either of us were bothered by the dog. Yeah, this is the second podcast I've had with dogs, and they don't. It's like. People this is literally exactly what's supposed to be happening yeah. right now. Like, like <laughs> this. Oh, this my is dog re- is so annoying. Dogs bark, man. Yeah. Bark. I know. This is real life, dude. Like, so many people are afraid to. And we got Evan peeking in now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, this is this is real. And I think that that could go back to my lie is like that I should be better. I should be perfect. Everything that I put my name on should be the highest quality that's a lie you tell yourself like i understand it because it, it then it, it like it makes it seem like you're afraid to be a beginner yeah you know sometimes you have to be a beginner 
So like yeah, but so I don't like, think that's a lie you tell yourself if well, you're like, saying every- with the podcast. So the first time I did it, I thought I should be better. I didn't like the way it turned out. Like well, I thought, I thought, but it it's like total bullshit in my head yeah. that like so it's a lie that I tell myself that like I should be further along because I see all these people. I listen to Joe Rogan, and the way he has conversations are. They flow so smoothly. And well, he seemed, learned that. Yeah, you have to learn. Yeah, yeah but it's a lie thing. that I tell myself that I should be, I should be where this person is at, without putting that work in. Oh, without put. Okay, gotcha. That's the thing. Yeah, I think that's what we get caught up in. Like, like yeah, have that cockiness and that swagger. Hey, pup. Um, but put the work in. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this on my podcast last week. Like when I talked about Angelo, like. When you miss, oh, you were, I was feeling all that love for Angelo in that you, podcast. When you I miss loved a it. lift, you're visibly upset, but it's like we're all there with you every day and we see all the hard work. Yeah. You know, so it's like no one's like, why is this dude so mad? You know, like. I am, <laughs> if yeah. I'm being honest. But then maybe you need to take some of what he has because what you. I do need to take some of what Angelo has. However, Angelo lets that affect the rest of his day. I mean, we're here now. I think it it's get I'm definitely getting better at that. Yeah, like it's, I it's have a back and forth a balance you got to find. Yeah, there, there's a balance. I think it's fine to be visibly upset, and I, obviously, but then to walk up to the barbell and forget that that just happened. I don't yeah. think he does that. Yeah, you, I don't think the, you do that. Sorry, Angela. As an athlete, um, a lot of coaches all the time always say you have to have that short term memory. You know that like you lose a game, especially as a baseball player, because I mean yeah. you might play five games in a week. You yeah. know, like. You gotta like forget like what happened on Tuesday night and move on to Thursday night. So yeah, yeah. It, it is a balance back and forth. But it, that like I look at it as like that laser focus. Like y'all put in the work. Like now it's time to go. Execute. I think that really affected you when you saw him visibly upset. When no, I think it did. I, I see it all the time. What do you mean? It, it, it yeah. that's it's. Oh, you do. I think it's. I think it's. What you're saying? I miss reps. All the time. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The only reason. No, I'm just saying like everyone misses reps, but I'm just, there's a difference between like like ones that were just like, oh shit, that was like a heavy lift. Yeah. And then like, I should have made that lift, and it should have looked better. I should have even moved. You know, that should have been like an easy an easy thing. Yeah. Um, I think we all need some of that, but it's like it goes back to like I'm in a relationship now, and like when I. When I look at the gym, I'm like, okay, is this really that important? Yeah. Like, yes, yes, I, yes, I care about weightlifting. <laughs> yes, I want to compete at nationals. I want to compete at American Open finals. I want to be the best possible weightlifter I can be. But but now you have other priorities. Yeah. So like, is snatching 105 instead of 100 is that gonna make the quality of my life better? Probably not. Is it gonna make my relationships better? Probably not. But at some point, yes, I want to snatch 105. I want to snatch 110. I want to snatch 120. But, like, not being tied up in the actual goal of that, where if if I'm leaving the gym and, and I'm a total dickhead at work to people because <laughs> I missed a lift today or, like, I don't show up in my relationship because I missed a snatch, like, like how does that affect other people? Yes, right. Like, well. All right, this this is a more fun question. Uh, what's the most fun thing you've done in the last month? <laughs> and the reason I asked this is because I got asked this in December, and I could not answer. Really? I literally could not answer the question. 
Not the, what about the meat? The meat was fun. Yeah, but it's like. And you hit a hundred kilos. I mean, she asked like without weightlifting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, that was like the most fun thing. What you got over there? Oh, <laughs> what I you got over there, Kim? Yeah. Um, I will say our our weightlifting holiday party no. was really great. Okay, that Go whole on. weekend was really awesome. Um, the the. <laughs> that was Taylor doing that, that not an actual. <laughs> oh, so sneak through his kill. Um, so the Westchester weightlifting holiday party was awesome. I thought we had a great time. Um, that was a lot of fun. The next day, my husband and I um got a babysitter for the whole day Ooh. and stayed at home all day hey. and had a really really great time. Oh, nice. She's blushing um. right now. <laughs> We reconnected. It's really good to do in a marriage. Um, you know, marriage is tough. And uh, a friend suggested that we take um, this certain molecule. That's, oh. <laughs> that's, oh. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say. But we took this certain molecule that's actually um, in the process, hopefully, of being legalized for, like, um, PTSD. And, and <laughs> PTSD and depression and all that. So um, we did that and we had a really great time did it affect your molecules <laughs> <laughs> got your molecules more you know it, it increases your serotonin level which is really cool serotonin. and so like everything like if you have hard things to talk about and like things you if you have if you're stuff to get off your chest if you if you need to get stuff off your chest or, or things that like you wouldn't normally say because you fear the repercussions of that you can say during this time because everything's coming from love like there's just so much love yeah. because you're it it flush like you get flushed with like serotonin and it's just really really awesome and it was a great experience and i'm like still on a high from it and i feel like we're like teenagers again and uh it's a really really fun day nice. you found your trust in each other and stuff like that yeah that's really yeah. that's awesome um, my most fun thing, uh, I do a lot of fun, fun stuff all the time. Like I enjoy my life. Like I'm pretty happy. So like to pinpoint one thing, um, when I went out to the, uh, the ping pong place spin in the city, that was pretty fun. We talked about that on my podcast. It was just a good night. Um, me hanging out with two of my friends and like, we just kind of laughed the whole time. Oh, I want to go. Can we go? Yeah, it's a good time. Um, it, it, and you can drink and play ping pong. Dude, Mike can play ping pong. We should go. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And like, uh, we were there with the female and she kept beating me. And uh, <laughs> if you want to take your girl on a date, man, take her on a place that she can beat you and something. Okay. No, no, no. No, there was someone was else there. Friend. No, there was, a, there was a friend of the show. Okay. <laughs> there was someone else there. It wasn't, it wasn't a date for me. I was just saying that uh, uh, suggestions for other people. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I have a lot of fun at, at the gym, the gym that I coach at, uh, especially Sundays. That's, that's Ollie day. So it's like, it's, it's more low pressure where we don't have to, uh, worry about doing burpees and getting out of breath and stuff like that. So people are lifted. It's a lot more fun. Like, uh, I enjoy when other people PR. I think those have been some of oh, my me most too. fun times. You know? I love it. It's a certain electric energy. I love it. It's no pressure on yourself. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but when other people fun. there, I love that. I love that when other people yeah. there. I'm happy. That's awesome. <clears throat> I think for me, it was after the holiday party, we went we went to a bar. And I do not go out to bars ever. But we danced. 
And like, oh, I the, literally, the night of the holiday. Party. I literally yeah. danced for the first time in my life. That's... Like, like no one was fucking watching. That's awesome. And it was, it was. So I've always been the person on the sideline who's like, look at this idiot. And <laughs> I, know. I yeah. was, I was that idiot, but I yeah. had and so much fun. So now when you see it. You know, the next time you're at a bar and somebody's dancing, you won't say, look at that idiot. No, Maybe. I'll be like, dude, look, right. look how much fun that yes. guy's having. Like, yeah. And that was the first time I was ever able to do that. So oh, that's awesome. That was, I love that. Yeah, like I've been at concerts and, you know, I'll move my hips a little bit, but it was like, no, nah, I was just like, we're, we're going for it. Like, <laughs> Is there any video of this? There's no video. Oh, shit. <laughs> there's no... I would love to see this. But honestly, it was... It was something that was really fun, so... That's awesome. I had a blast. Dude, I man. love that you're having so much fun. Yeah, that's great, man. I love dancing, dude. <laughs> I got something to weigh at that time. I can... I can dance, Taylor. Taylor thinks I can dance. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't can say dance. anything I'm about I'm gonna you. prove myself. Not being able to dance. No, I can't dance. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we have video... We have uh, picture evidence of your uh, spice cabinet now, so... <laughs> <laughs> I asked everybody do they think it's a white person or a black person's oh, did, you, did you take a picture and what did they say but, wow they haven't answered yet oh my gosh that's hysterical oh, well now I want to see what a black person's I want to see what your spice cabinet looks like oh, yeah, also do. oh man all my snaps are still unopened so they haven't answered yet oh it's a snapchat yeah. see, I, don't even I wasn't going to put that. you out there on Instagram oh wait wait oh I, I lied <laughs> there's plenty of answers so let's go to friend of the show, Marissa, and see what she says about Kim Spice Hi, Cabinet. Marissa. Oh. White. <laughs> <laughs> One word, white. Oh, man. Uh, wait, we have to say why we're doing this. Ta- Looks like that's another white guy. Like mine, so, okay. Um, why are we doing this? Why are we saying, yeah, why we're are we just trying to figure out if Kim has flavor or not? Yeah. Basically, short answer. Um, yeah. My spice cabinet proves that I do have flavor. That your shoulders only move together and not <laughs> separately. <laughs> what we got next? All right. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Oh. I think this is cool because we're all at different ages and different stages in our life. <clears throat> yeah. Watch me not get so deep um, because I'm uncomfortable with deep. But no, in all seriousness, I would tell my 18-year-old self to start weightlifting. <laughs> And not at 38. That's when I started weightlifting 38 years old. It's like, hello, who starts weightlifting at 38? If I started at 18, I could probably be like snatching 65 right now. (laughs) Right? And you would be be happier. Probably at least 65. And I'd want 75. (laughs) Yeah. Now you 100. (laughs) Um, And I'm serious with that. That's what I would tell my 18 year old self. Start weightlifting? That's nice. Yeah. what would I tell my 18-year-old self? Oh, you tell him a lot from what we just heard. Uh, I know that you think uh, people don't care, but they do. And I know that you think that it's cool to not care, but you should. Um, go out and, and find something that you care about. I don't think I really cared about anything at 18. Like, most of my friends from then, I, from then I don't really talk to right now. Uh, besides the fact that a lot of them are being gone, like... The other ones that I just like wasn't invested in anything. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't care to find out. Uh, like even my family, like I wasn't close with really. I, I would say go find something to care about. You know, like wake up for a reason every day. I guess find your passion. Yeah, like wake up for a reason every day. Don't just keep waking up. Living, yeah, you know? and people do that for the whole their whole entire life. Yeah, and they call it a life. Yeah, you know? so sad, and then they yeah. die, and it's like. Yeah. Nothing set their soul on fire ever. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so sad. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Oh, like, 
Not caring about anything? Yes. I was thinking about that. My, sorry to sidetrack, but my grandmother died in, uh, last year, and um, she never was on a plane. She never went on like a vacation with my grandfather. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, she had a great loving life, but like, she didn't, re- she was never like passionate about anything, yeah. like I can think, you know? Yeah. Um, besides her grandkids, like she was passionate about it, but you know what I mean? Like, her life, no so so that just means her life was tied up in your life. Your life, yeah. You know? It was. She lived in Southwest Philly her whole life. Well, South Philly and then Southwest Philly her whole life, and like that was it. Yeah. I mean, she had her. Fa- I shouldn't say that's it because she had her family, and like that's very important, and that can. She had people that loved her, and she yeah. loved and all of that. But I was just thinking about that that she like never traveled and like never. I've never seen her dance or anything like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, like I look back at like from 18 to 22 those are the years that I was really like wild like I don't really have a lot of memories from them like I remember I remember like the bigger stories and like crazy stuff that we went and, like got involved in and like almost got in trouble and bad things almost happened but like I don't remember a lot of it just because like most of the days were the same yeah so like I, I kind of like blocked it out like you know what's there to remember yeah but you also wouldn't be who you are yeah, if without it wasn't for that, that time. Yeah, so like I would. That's why I didn't say like stop. You know, like what you're doing, because I, I, like you can't. First of all, you can't. There's no time machine, and then two, like yeah, you need. I needed those times. I needed to go through some of that stuff. You know. Mhm. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all do. Like it's literally, it's gonna take however long it's gonna take. Mhm. So you might as well, like you might as well enjoy it in the meantime. Yeah. I think for me, I would honestly tell myself to not work so hard. Like, like if there's a, if I could choose to go out with some, some of my friends and, and even it's like, this sounds dumb, but like. You mean to relax. If I could have like went on the turf field at school and played soccer till midnight where my friends were doing that. And I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta wake up early. So I gotta get to bed Mm -hmm. or like, I gotta study more. Like, I would just literally tell myself to, like, like don't work, like, work hard, but, like, At the don't sacrifice fun. it for, for yeah, for relationships. Like, don't, don't make time for the wrong things. But then, but then again, if we told our 18-year-old self all this and our 18-year-old self listened, it would change who you are today, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you missed so that it's like, walk out oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, you guys yeah. said that. I'm sorry. My daughter was calling me. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's. You were just saying, just be a little bit like make a few more mistakes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like don't be. And my mom was telling me when I was like eight years old, I um, we would go to like my the high school basketball games, and I and it said no food or drink in the gym, and like I was hungry, but I was like, no, I can't have a candy bar in the gym oh, yeah. because I thought I was yeah, gonna get us. expelled from school. That's, that's how daughter. I thought from eight years old. And, like, I literally lived like that till I was 24. Like, like being afraid of, of making a mistake. Like, it, I guess that's that's an answer, too. Like, don't be afraid to fuck up. Yeah. Like, it's gonna, ha- it's gonna happen and, like... I wonder where you get that from because your mom doesn't seem that she's... That she raised you like that to be... And, and my daughter, Lennon, is very much like that. She was a very rule... She's a rule follower. She wants to do everything right. She... Mm-hmm. and But I don't raise her that way, obviously. Yeah. You guys know Like, I don't raise her that way and it's just is who she is. So yeah. I wonder where she gets it from. But, like, I see that your mom is very outgoing and stuff, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. <clears throat> but, yeah, I think that that fear of getting caught and it's like... 
stuff that doesn't even matter. Like, if I ate a candy bar in the gym, I'm not going to get arrested. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that when I was really young. When I was, like, a really... I, was, I followed rules well, and, like, I didn't... Like, my, my mom tells a story about how we went to a movie one time, and then she, like, tried to sneak into another movie afterwards, you know? <laughs> And I was like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> um, and now, I'm no- if you know me, I'm nothing like that. <laughs> I think I like I, I figured out how smart I was later on and then learned how to like not get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I use my powers for evil. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could mix those two together a little bit right now, that'd be great. You know? I love making mistakes. They're fun. You learn from them. Yeah. 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 And, and I think we're all, like, we're all trying to learn at this point. And... Whether you start like you did at 38, or you start at 18, or you start at 20, or you start at 55, like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like... Just as long as you start. Yeah, just start something. Is. Like, be passionate about something, care about something, experience something. Yeah. yeah. Like... Make up every day for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Well, guys, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, this is a good one. Any other deep things to say over there, Ken? No, I might cry. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. I love crying. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't really talk about feelings or stuff like that. Like, and <laughs> even when people do talk to me about feelings, I get very uncomfortable. You wouldn't think it, but I get very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I love it. Like I, like, and Colleen knows. Like, she's like, "Oh, it's getting deep. Kim's out of here." Yeah. Like, and I do. I mean, yeah. I changed. I was telling Angelo, my chiropractor's mother died. So, like, I haven't been back there because I, like, don't want to tell them I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that she died, but I would be very uncomfortable having to say that to him. Yeah, no, I feel that. Cause, so, like, I'm like, I'm just avoiding it. Yeah, Ugh. I feel that. Because, like, I don't, like, I, so I was dating a girl last year and, like, I was fine in the breakup. But I don't like when people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Because, like, she's like. It's fine, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my life is great. Is it fine, though, Taylor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I think you know. Are you lying to you? No. I think you know better than anybody else. So, like, you know, I'm cool in that yeah. area. Like, my life is my life is fine, you know? Like, yeah. So, I think I'm the reverse of you. Like, I don't like people to to uh, comment on my feelings then. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't like that either. I don't like it both ways. I, 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 don't, I don't know. That's weird. I just, I feel uncomfortable with that, like. Like, people saying, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But, like, if it was about something else, then, like, I might be all right with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is great. This is fun times, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry for the dog. No, no. Like, it's... Dogs are supposed to bark, people. (laughs) (laughs) Let your dog bark. I love it. I love when dogs bark. You can take her home with you if you want. You can totally, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let her bark at your house. Guys, it came with no dog, leaving with one dog. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love my dog and... I don't want anyone messaging me that I'm a pet abuser. A pet abuser? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Honestly, I just, like, I'll just close out. Like, I just feel incredibly blessed to be doing what I'm doing right now. And it's like today, like, I don't have anywhere to be. And, like, I'm sitting with you guys and I'm learning from both of you at the <clears> same time. And it's like, <laughs> like, what more could I ask for in life? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, like uh, my my mentor and one of my first CrossFit coaches told me uh, the the true gift of this sport is that uh, the knowledge isn't meant to be kept inside. It's meant to be shared. You know, so when you go around other people that just like, they may have different opinions, but all share their different input on stuff and you don't like, like look down upon it. You yeah. just accept it and then like say, and kind of reflect on, on the way you interpret it. It's great. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what's good about stuff like this. Yeah. 
right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Boom. So that wraps it up for this week. Again, thanks to Kim and Taylor for coming on the show. I'm just so blessed to have people like this in my life, to have people who are open, honest, and not afraid to share it. So go follow Kim on social media. Go follow Taylor. I will link everything in the show notes. Again, the Help a Brother Out podcast. Head over to that show. Subscribe to that. Support uh, Taylor and his co-host Terrence. They, uh, they have a really interesting dynamic. I think they're really funny together. So I know you guys will enjoy that podcast. Just some ways you can support the show this week. Head over to Richmond Weightlifting if you are a weightlifter. Buy a pair of wrist wraps. Honestly, they are the best wraps in the game. And if you use my code BTY10 at checkout, you can get 10% off your order. That helps me. That helps the show. And then just subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen, so you don't miss an episode that airs every single Monday. Make sure to give it a five-star rating. Please, someone write a review. (laughs) Just anyone write a review. Say the show sucks or it's great. Just say anything, please. I just want a review so bad. And then subscribe to my YouTube channel. I do a lot of things that are in line with the values of the podcast. So you can follow me on there. That helps support. Again, I just appreciate all you guys every single week showing up and, and listening to the podcast, giving me some feedback, sharing it on your Instagram story. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful that I'm at the point where I'm at in life. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to keep this train rolling. So I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you guys have an awesome one.